Rock, paper, scissors, bro. One, two, three, shoot. Ah. It's like five to four. You. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Episode 23. We back in the studio. After a little vacation. Vacation. Back to Hurley. Took some time away and uh, did it remotely. We had to get back in here with Hurley. Shout out Hurley one time. Hey. What up, what up? Production crew in the building. Jeffrey. Episode 23. How's your week this time? Let me ask you, my friend. Back at work has been good. Uh, last night, I thought your set was actually pretty amazing. I actually like when you spin on Wednesdays. You get a little more open, I guess, I would say. <sighs> well, let's speak upon that for a minute, shall we? Shall we? So one of our big promoters up here, we started this new party at one of our restaurant lounges in Boston called Empire, if you're not aware of. And it's my favorite party by far that we do because... Sometimes when I'm put in these big rooms, I'm constricted on what I could play. Not by anybody in the company or anybody telling me what to play. It's basically the crowd constricts me to what I need to play. Right. I, I think venues do too. I think size does too, though. It does. So... Speaking about this Wednesday party and how the music is so different and diverse is because the room is already just popping. There's already energy in the room. You know what I mean? Like with a big room, you have to create the energy. With a small room like this, it almost already has an energy to it. And if I play the wrong song, it's not going to clear the dance floor. Right, right. Yeah. People are just going to stop moving, but they're still going to be packed into their tables. Right. Because uh, uh, let me emphasize a little bit. This party is basically just all table service. There's right. no GA dance floor. There's no nothing. You could go to the bar and stuff, but it's it's generally. It's either you get a drink at the bar or you're, or you're, you're at, at a table. table. Yeah. And, and the energy is just great. And I get such a. The party's. Put together very well. Jeff London helps out and brings a very beautiful crowd in there. And we have another guy, Daryl, and they just want to have fun. And it gives me the opportunity, not only because I'm not constricted to putting on a show. Mm-hmm. Like at the bigger venues, you got to put on a show. People are just staring at you in the front row. Right. So you constantly, and if you pay, play the wrong song in one of those big rooms, it gets noticed by everybody. Right. If I play something weird, at, at, at like our Wednesday party, people's people know it. Right. People still half dig the room it. Yeah. still dig it and half yeah. the room doesn't and it doesn't look obvious. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like I played I played like nineties like Latin house music last night for a little dope. bit. That was like deep. Like so talking about this Wednesday is it gives me an opportunity to play something different, not only outside of the big clubs that I usually have to do. 
but it allows me to play something different every Wednesday. Right. And I was just thinking about this in the car on the way here, and it has nothing to do with our podcast or anything. But it, it wasn't, I thought about this and it wasn't made, I didn't think about it to say this on the podcast, but now that we discussed it, it has to do with it. One of my, I know this is going to sound weird, but one of my favorite bands to see is obviously the Grateful Dead. If you guys don't know, they're a fucking old school jam band, hippie band. And people go on tour with the Grateful Dead because every single night they play a different show yep. it's not like guns and roses like i went to see guns and roses the other night i could see them on thursday and then two days later see them in new york it's and it's same. the same show yeah. back to back to yeah. back to back every night you don't know what you're going to get from the grateful dead and that's why you continuously go to a show every single time to hear something to new. hear something new or jerry plays it a different way or you know what i mean it's right. always different there are structures to the show that are actually the same where they have space and they do the drum solo and that's like me. There's always going to be structure to my gigs where I DJ and I'm going to play the same pocket of songs because they just go together. It's not like I'm just doing the same thing every night. It's yeah, just yeah. they work. And it's just like coming up with a routine. It's just like I come up with like three or four different records that just work. So this party on Wednesdays is really fun, and, and I'm happy that you guys have came up with this opportunity for me to to give me that platform to do that because it's fun for me. Everybody asks me... They're like all the time, like, wow, you play so different from everybody else. Well, I play so different from everybody else because I like to paint with different pictures. Right, right. It's almost like we were talking about porn the other day. Like, not like in a weird way, porn, guys, trust me. But like, when you look at porn, you're like, all right, this video's cool, but there's got to be a better one. So you're always searching for a better video, and then you're like three hours into like Pornhub, <laughs> and you're like, oh man, I could have just went with the. Oh, nobody, my cousin posted, shout out my cousin Slim. Said that Shit's they uh, they mastered Michael Jackson's bad. I can't, don't quote me on the exact song, but it was one of Michael Jackson's songs 92 times. Mastered it. Wow. 92 they went, times. 92 fucking times, bro. Know what master they used? What? Master number two. No way. Dude, so that just goes to show, like, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> Well, this is getting on to now we're talking about that, like how now Kanye is doing stuff over and over and over Well, I again, saw, yeah, yeah exactly. I, that's, and, and that's cool you brought that up because I actually saw something the other day that somebody tweeted out and said, I think it would be really cool if Kanye released it now yeah, and then just uploaded the new versions as it went along. You could see the process of That'd how the work. Cool. But being an artist, you don't, Want to show that show yeah, that because they're stuff, yeah. yeah you don't want there's you know the album's done you know he's just tweaking the littlest fucking things that have no it's not like right. anything's changing in the album it's just different sounds maybe he wants to change out the synth or you know what I mean but that's the way Kanye is and I gotta respect that because that's the way he paints you know what I mean and I think that's cool he must have just felt in the zone at the Atlantic what was the Atlanta dome or the whatever. stadium yeah, the stadium yeah. and just yeah. like yo i'm gonna just rent. i think he's paying like a million dollars a day yeah. for that room something or something crazy yeah, yeah. don't it's quote so me on that yeah. either but yeah something like that so it, that's his creative process yeah prince's creative process was he lived literally in a recording studio rehearsal hall that was called uh paisley park right and i just watched a documentary the other day and they were like 
it would not they were like it's not a big deal or not weird to get a call from prince at like 4 30 in the morning be like are you ready to go let's record this right it's just passionate just, yeah i love that well that's pretty good stuff. and then we're talking about that we're, we have a a little section after we go through the show a little bit where you have some things you wanted to talk about. And I wanted, to, we'll get back to the part about Prince writing his own shit and stuff like that. We so. can go into, we can go into that. We can skip right to that. No, we that's have good, a, man. Let's go into the question of the week, dude. We got a question of the week. Yeah, dude. Question of the week. Thank you guys so much for all your questions every fucking week, man. This, this one's a good one because it's a reflective one. That's for both of us. And it has to do with uh, something I just discussed off there about my therapy, apparently. <laughs> Right? It's about the same thing. But this is about the industry. Oh, okay. In setting, but it could be like setting goals. Yeah, absolutely. So the question of the week is, where do you see yourself in a year, five years, in the 10 years? Well, that's like in the said, industry. Yeah, it's like setting little goals for so yourself. So you go first. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> a year. I just want to continue to be on the same progress I'm on right now. I feel like I'm in a good headspace and it's reflecting in my work i agree on that it feels good five years from now are you still going to be in the industry in five years or where do you see yourself apparently the people around me said that i need to be in industry and it's going to be something that i'm going to have to be in for the rest of my life because i already dedicated my life to this right it's not even i didn't dedicate my life to the industry i dedicated my life to this culture Mm mm-hmm um, of of uh, hip hop and shout out to hip hop's birthday the other day. It's forty three years old. I think it was. I think it's older than that. Maybe it is seventy three, nineteen seventy three. Cool Herc's first party. Yeah, nineteen seventy three. It think. was where was it in a gymnasium? I thought it was like in a rec park in uh, the Bronx, Sedwick. In uh, I should know my history, but. You know, you, you guys know I'm a August, scatterbrain. August 11th. I was right, yeah. 73, a back-to-school gym. Yeah. Cedric Ave, Bronx. Yeah, I was right. Shout out to Cool Herc. Yes. Godfather of hip-hop, man. So <clears throat> I think I'm I think I'm tied into this culture. Whether I'm DJing five years from now, I want to just continue to build my brand and, and build an audience and, and mm-hmm. spread love. I didn't get into DJing so much for the music or I did the music, but I like to DJ to give people an escape from reality, to Mm -hmm. take them on a journey, to take them away from their fucking daily pains and bullshit to just like, if I could give somebody an hour just to forget about all the drama they had to deal with at work and at home. I, that's what I want to be able to do. And music are the colors that I could paint with. They're just the tool, you know what I mean? So I also think that too is is going reflecting on that is that we are an escape for people. These people, you know, some people just work all Experiences, week. Experiences, yeah. And you just have three hours to just let loose. And forget about it. Forget about stuff, yeah. All right, now 10 years. 10 years, I'd like to continue to be in the business. I'd like to curate rooms maybe. Wow, I like that. I think that's a good place for me. I really know a lot. When it comes to this business, as far as seeing what works in a room and what doesn't, right? I have a lot of opinions. I think our industry, we spoke about this in the beginning of our podcast, but it's so important to create these experiences for people. Like Studio 54, you well, again, 
reflecting back in why I DJ the way I do because I want you to come see me every week, not knowing what I'm going to do, knowing it's just going to be a good time. It's going to be different. And be excited about it. Right. Studio 54, they didn't have to do shit. But they changed the club every fucking week. Yep. They that was awesome. I don't think clubs need to book these big EDM DJs as much as they do. I think if you put that money into creating experience for your clients or your clientele is more important than having a big name DJ in the room. That's a big discussion that we could talk about actually. Yeah, I, I really think I I come from this place we the box New York every every night they would do a show it would be different you could go there every night you know sometimes you see the same acts but they're just structured different or they're right. just placement different and it gave the room an excitement you know what I mean like I'd rather take the twenty thousand dollar budget recreate the room to look different yeah and bring in some crazy like dancers or something you know what I mean or like you know I'd rather theatrical act yeah like I'd rather yeah. I'd rather Redecorate. Oh, so one of the parties that was dope at the box was they would do a beach party. Mm -hmm. All right. This is a nightclub. They would set. <laughs> this shit is crazy. It was one of the dopest parties. They used to do a, a, a beach party. They used to do a gang party where everybody dressed up as a different gang member and they would have different like gang sections like the Warriors. Like really in like. So every table was like a different gang. Like mural behind it But the employees would dress up as different gang members You know what I mean But the beach party was the shit And it sold out every time They would put the DJ booth in the middle of the dance floor On top of a Like a, a fucking life Like uh what are they called Lifeguard stand Lifeguard stand No and way And filled the entire club with sand bro Imagine cleaning that up Oh my god Sand everywhere But it was so lit dude The whole club dance floor Is filled with sand bro That's crazy That's an experience Yeah that's an experience You know what I mean So that keeps people Wanting to come back And spend money Right If you know What you're gonna see Every time You're gonna start Seeing people You know Clients start declining I mean You know The, the, the GA Or the, the amount of people That come Will start getting Less and less Because they're gonna be like Oh it's that again Yeah got to keep fresh. You got to keep creating. I like that. So if I could do it, that would be my 10-year plan is help like create experiences, curate rooms, help pick the right DJs for the right things too. I like that. So you in 10 years. I'll start with one year. Oh, shit. I thought you went. I thought you did five. My bad, guys. Sorry. I'll do one year. Talking too much. <laughs> one year, I think, obviously, um, want to progress you know i think that it's only been two months uh yeah, of, of coming back <laughs> yeah so thinking about a year it's just hopefully just making it through this winter this, and coming yeah. back we're still trying to get acclimated yeah. years too short i think the five or ten years is so yeah five years obviously you want to continue to grow i think the way the club scene is it will be changed in five years whether it'll be smaller lounges whether it be but i still obviously want to be a part of it and i think not being out every night as I get older and doing more of things that you were saying, you know, curating these parties and in in picking, you know, new places to explore, new places to have parties. Um, 
you know, maybe even working on a festival or something. And I think that would be like a 10 year plan to. And working with like other promoters that are exciting too. That's a big thing too, man. Huge thing. Yeah. You know, people get really comfortable really quick sometimes. And then when that happens, they start slacking. Slacking You need somebody that's hungry, that's excited to be there. And then you can also feed off that energy. You want to hear hear something crazy? That's why I think you coming over here was a great idea because you excited everybody. Well, I appreciate that. But you know what? I want to hear something awesome. In the 10-year plan? Yeah. the, The person that could be making things happen could be like 11 years old right now. Yeah. That's crazy. Facts. All right, I got after now I feel old. Change the subject on that one. Well, guys, thanks for always for the question of yeah, the week. Yeah. That's Keep crazy. them coming. Hit us on our Instagram at I'm the promoter, he's the DJ. Our Gmail is the same. I'm the promoter, he's the DJ. Some fifth grader right now it doesn't know that he's gonna be the next big thing. That's crazy. That's nuts, bro. That's nuts. Too nuts. Yo, you know what time it is. You know what time it is? The favorite segment of the show. The most funniest one. Is that a word, funniest? It is today. God dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Best part of this show, Jeff Lennon with the sick Yelp reviews. Go ahead, fam. All right, we got Frank F. Frank F. Sucked. The dance floor was tiny. (laughs) The DJ had no music that I asked him to play. And was really weird looking. <laughs> the bartenders were also barely paying attention to anything that was going on. There was also some bosso. I think she means bozo. Oh, it's spelled B O S O. Yeah. Bosso. How would you sell bozo? Oh, it'd be B O Z O. Z O, yeah, yeah. Bosso the clowns dancing around, <laughs> swinging their shirts like their hair. I whipped my asterisk, hair back and though. forth. Yeah, asterisk. I whipped my hair back and forth. And the bouncers just stood there trying to contain them instead of grabbing them by the throats and tossing them. Never again. Oh, the asterisk says, I whip my hair back and forth. Cool. She's mad the DJ was really weird looking. Wait, I think it was a dude. Yeah, well, Frank, yes. Sorry, Frank. Frank was <laughs> mad about the weird looking DJ. I mean, that's something that I feel like a woman would say. No offense. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, that's uh, weird. Wow, Frank, you really uh special, man. Yeah. All right, next one is Fred J. Fred J says, want to stand in the empty room for $10 a beer? Again, not that expensive for a beer. No, that's expensive for a beer. In a club? Yeah, not a drink, but a beer. Oh, I've never bought a beer in a club. I thought they were like $14. No, like a drink would be like 14 to 20. A beer would be like 7 to 10. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. I'm out. <laughs> if you're ever tempted to walk in there, do yourself a favor. Lock yourself in a closet and Venmo a random person <laughs> because you're essentially be getting the same experience with the added benefit of never leaving your home. <laughs> I like that one. Fred J's creative. Yeah, Fred J was That was good. One. That was good. One. We'll give that one a round of applause for sure. And we got one more. This one looks pretty good. This Jeff one. always says the best for last. At Mark, least he tries to, though. I try it. Definitely. Mark S. He builds the suspense. <laughs> this place is filled with amateurs and people I describe as hardos. All right, let's pause right there. What is a hardo? Somebody who just, like, acts tough. I'm Googling that shit right now. You Continue. never heard the word hardo? No. 
like you act tough, like he's such a hardo. Comes up with what is hardo banking? <laughs> is that short for like hard on? No, like you're uh, like a. There's a rapper Har- Harley, named Har- g- Harley. Give me a, give me it to me. I feel like a hardo would be like a Chad, right? Yeah, yeah, Chad, bro. One time, <laughs> Harley coming through. <laughs> a hardo is someone who who tries from inc- incredibly hard yeah. at everything and is extreme douche. Always wants to fight people to show how tough they are. Yeah. So it sounds like somebody with a very small penile. <laughs> Maybe. By the way, there is a rapper named Hardo from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Shout him out. Nice. Shout out to Hardo. <laughs> All right, let me start this one. This place, start it over. Mark S. This place is filled with amateurs and people are described as Hardos. Went for went there for an, about an hour before I met up with some people at a different place. For some reason, someone thought that $5 to get in would be worth the price of admission. I'd rather get the gallon of gas for $5 and burn this place down. <laughs> this guy's aggressive. The bar itself looks like you just walked in to meet somebody from GQ and drink martinis, but it's really just full of lax bros slugging high lifes. I noticed there was an upstairs, but I didn't even bother trying. I drank my beer and left. <laughs> wow, that's pretty funny. Dude, he said he'd rather have the five dollars to get a gallon of gas. Aggressive, burn the place down. That's amazing because sounds like it's a very classy, nice place. They just let the wrong crowd in. Sounds door like guy it. must suck. <laughs> Wasn't Jeff? Nope. Yeah, ma'am. So go ahead. What's this next segment? We got a little music corner with Jason. Yeah, man. What's the verses? What was the question? So we've talked yeah. about verses on here a bunch. Okay. I mean, you, it's it's inevitable because it's such a great. It's it's amazing, by the way, because I love what it's doing for the culture, 100%. especially the dip set and locks thing. No one was great about that. People were really excited about it. People are still talking about it. People are still talking about it today. It had such an impact. Fat Joe's interpretate, well, how interpretation, would, interpretation yeah, yeah. of the whole his recap, night. His yeah. recap was probably one of the greatest things oh, yeah. I've ever seen in my life. The fact that he's like, today's price is not yesterday's <laughs> price. So I mean, funny. yesterday's price is not today's price. I mean, I got to get the quote right, right? It was like, hilarious. Oh, my God. Who's that ESPN uh, sports broadcaster, the black dude that's got, like, the little afro? Uh, Stephen A. Smith? Yes. Yo, he sounded like he's been watching Stephen A. Smith, like, <laughs> yeah, all day all, long. Oh, I'm dude. sure Fat Joe watches a lot of yeah, Stephen Yeah, because he kept on, like, he'd say it, and then he'd go, yeah. and then he'd just pause yeah. for a minute. Oh, it was so good, man. So, so I'm glad we talk about the verses. Yeah. So a lot of so a lot of uh, shows that I tune into, Drink Champs and and Charlemagne and stuff like that, have been having guests on that have been talking about verses. Obviously, so we got one the other day. Shout out to Calvin. He sent me this. Mariah, and and I know you watched it as well. I did. I did. So and Nick Cannon yeah, claims yep, uh-huh. on the Breakfast Club that nobody. Alive today could go up against Mariah Carey, except for um, I forget who, R. Kelly. Oh, that's he, right, that's right. He said he R. Said Kelly, it, but it, he could never. And the have reason that. being is that Mariah not only sings it, but writes it, helps produces it, does everything. Whereas all these other artists just 
besides R. Kelly just sing the song or have little parts of 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 the uh how the song comes about yeah like you and now do you agree so the question is do you agree on that or do you think that there's anybody who can go against Moran? well to be totally honest with you i've didn't i've heard that before that mariah wrote her own stuff but i didn't remember that for her to write her own shit is like really big See, like, they think, like, Beyonce's a huge artist. Rihanna's a huge artist, right? They are. They're enormous artists. They're enormous. Justin Bieber. Take that back. Justin Bieber writes. But Beyonce doesn't write. Rihanna doesn't write. They only get mechanical rights. Mm -hmm. They only get rights. They only get paid when they perform the songs. But speaking on that, don't quote me. I just... I I just try to be careful what I say sometimes. But I believe that sometimes when you get to that status of being like a Beyonce or a Rihanna, you have you as a, a writer have a song and they're like, Well, we're gonna put it on an album, but you have to give Beyonce or Rihanna writers credit. Right. So even yeah. though they didn't even have anything to do with the song, like uh Shine Bright like Diamonds by uh a Rihanna, Shine Bright Like a Diamond was done by Sia. Right. Now, if you listen to her sing that song, she sings it so different than she sings other songs because she copied Sia to a T. Yeah. Sia wrote that song in 27 seconds on the way out to the airport to catch a flight. Really? Yeah. One of the greatest interviews, not greatest, but a really good interview that I heard was, Howard, first of all, Howard Stern is an amazing, amazing interviewer. Yes. Put it all his antics and all the poop jokes and all the fun stuff aside, he really gets people to like say shit that they would not normally say because right. he gets them so comfortable. He's like a genius at that. So one of the greatest interviews, again, I shouldn't say greatest. One one really great interview that I heard was um, him interview Sia, and she sang that live on his show, and it was I, unbelievable. I've seen her sing live; it's unbelievable. <sighs> it's so great. She's great. So with that being said. I'm not. I thought. Mar- I thought he said Mary, too. What? Uh, how about this one? I just thought of this in my head. I don't know. What about in ten years if the weekend keeps going? How he is? Yeah, that'd be something because he definitely writes his stuff. That weekend's too. He's not on like Mariah's been around since like the early '90s. Like he's not seasoned enough to. If he goes on the same trajectory, would you put the weekend up there? Yeah, for sure. But could you do Mariah and something like Prince? Well, Prince isn't alive. If he was, though. Of course. I don't think you put Prince. I think if you were to do a versus, this shit's going to sound crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Stevie Wonder versus Prince. Oh, Stevie. That shit would be fire. Yeah. I think a really good one that was, they've been really good with picking people that kind of like, Work well with each other. I thought the I didn't watch the Bow Wow one, Soldier Boy one, because that just irrelevant to me. Sorry, the Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Isley Brothers was <laughs> so good. To, yeah, and having Steve well, Harvey other, host was such a key. That's the other thing with the verses too is it's just not new people. It's people that have a lot of catalogs. So you know you have you have to have a catalog. Well, you have yeah. to have twenty songs. Well, that's true. Yeah. Right, but yeah, so it's yeah, it's artists. But not only right. twenty songs, you have to have almost twenty bangers. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that. So Mariah, she, 
I know it's just what, what the problem. I have with Mariah is I'm not a big pop guy, but know what I loved about Mariah at the same time was like the early 2000s, late 90s when she was doing all like uh, all those remixes with like no really like honey, it. honey, like with bad boy fantasy, fantasy, ODB, rest in peace. Uh, what else was there? The DJ Clue remixes. Yeah. Well, what about this now that Mariah she did actually a song with this group too. How about Boys to Men? Do they write their own shit though? Oh, that's a good question. If if Boys to Men wrote all their own music, that would be a good versus. Mariah versus Boys to Men. I'd have And to then agree. the final song they just sing the song together. Yeah. And everybody cries. It'd pretty, pretty <laughs> much be an emotional night. Oh man. I see the second one in the T Pain versus Future. Future. Which they All talked right. about. They did. And uh this was on the which one was it? It was on Drink Champs. Drink Champs, yeah. yeah. This is uh with uh, Noriega. Shout out Noriega and and Effin. Um You cannot put them together. Obviously yeah, T Pain broke it down the right way. The greatest one. I mean, not uh, a really good one was T Pain and Lil John because both of their catalogs are so diverse. Yeah, I thought that was a really good one. I thought that was an awesome one. because it was actually two producers and writers, right? And like, it was so funny because Lil John's playing like a crunk song, the next song he's playing like a pit bull record, right, right, w- or, or like a reggaeton record. You know what I'm saying? Or an EDM record and. T Pain has the same kind of catalog. You know why? You know why they asked about Future and stuff. Because, yeah, why? Because Future and T Pain obviously friends, or were friends, or still friends. But Future, for I think it was did Future was in Future uh, New Bugatti. He did the he did it with. Uh, oh shit! Ace Hood. Ace Hood. Was it Ace Hood? Yeah, it's Ace Hood. Again, I'm not really good. They at used T. They used T Pain's. Uh, Bugatti in the video, and they like didn't tell him. No, they, they were like, "Yeah, can we can we borrow you Bugatti?" <laughs> and then they that's pretended crazy. like it was their own. Yeah, that's crazy. Who so, would you put Future? Do you think Future and Drake would be a good dra- versus? No, it wouldn't be close. I can't be honest. I shouldn't say this. I'm not a I'm not really a big Future fan. He's all right. I, I like him. I like him. Not like he's not my favorite thing, but I, I like him. I do like him. I'm not saying I hate him. He has good club songs. I was going to say the opposite. <laughs> I mean. He had a few, yeah. I can't. Well, he doesn't have songs that you can just like no, chill out to. Sometimes I'll play like a future song that people want to hear so bad. It'll just suck all the energy out of the room. But like mask off and stuff. people. That's like, different. There's a few. All right, I played a couple last night. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the future thing. I want to ask you what you think about the baby. Think he's done? No, no. He think he's gonna come out. He he already he apologized the and then he took back his apology. I, Wait, he took back his apology? Well, he erased it. He erased it off his social media, and Kanye took him off his album and stuff like that. And Man, this he's got culture is crazy. He's got to smarten up. Just leave it how it is. Oh, my God. Speaking about the music segment, I watched the Hot 97 Morning Show interview with Tyler, the creator. That guy is, uh, I know I keep saying this, and I watched his performance at Lollapalooza. The Lollapalooza performance is 
is a must watch. It's amazing. And if that's what the tour is going to look like, it's going to look insane. It was a movie set. It's a movie set. The creative mind that this gentleman has is unbelievable. And then he was talking about the part where like uh Khalid was so butthurt over the fact that Tyler won uh, that number one and in college whole thing is we the best number yeah, yeah. one. But he won a Grammy over you know all that stuff and it was just like they need to do an album together. I, I, I want to quote. I should have wrote down what, what what Tyler said, but he's like, he only knows what's over here. Right. He doesn't know that we. You only know what your environment is, <laughs> so you can't say that he's wrong. Because he's not wrong, because that's all he knows in his environment. So a good example is that, like, coming up, when we were coming up, we didn't hear West Coast songs right. on the East Coast. So we can't say Too Short, we know now that Too Short was is an amazing artist. But coming up, we didn't know that, because we didn't hear that we on the East Nas Coast. And yeah, yeah. And and, but that doesn't say that. Too short isn't a great artist. Right. We just didn't. It wasn't in our environment. Exactly. So we can't say that it's bad. So you are only. It's basically just saying you're only. You have to just kind of like understand that people aren't wrong when they say things like that because all they know is what they surround themselves with. Very true. Unless you open your eyes and. You know, luckily, I feel like you and I are uh, pretty much the same, that we love to experience other things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because it's fun, and it's not only fun, but it just it's, it's, it's just, I love learning new stuff, and I like to hear new music. So it's not like, I can't say, you know, I hate country music. I, I can't say I hate it because I don't know it. Yeah, you haven't experienced it yet. But if somebody won a Grammy over... Somebody that I know, I was like, oh, that's bullshit. I don't know this person. But other people do, and they're not wrong either. Right, right, right. That crew that likes this country group is looking at this hip-hop group like, who the hell are these people, too, exactly. at the same time? So you only know what you're surrounding yourself with. I like that. Open your eyes and don't judge people because sometimes you don't know that people don't know anything out of their, their you know, circle of shit. And that's positive, and I think we go right into the positive news. I love that. Yo, I'm so excited about this positive news because I have something to interject after we're done. So go ahead, man. Let's go. Give me some positive news. I'll give you some positive news. <laughs> this just in. Here at the PNN Network, Positive News Network, with your host, Jeff London. All right, so it's been 20 years since the tragic death of Aaliyah. Rest in peace. It's and my dog's name. And for the past 20 years, her music catalog, well, 20 years ago, they weren't streaming stuff, but her music catalog since streaming has come out has not been streamed. And they are announcing starting on August 20th, they are putting out one in a million, her first album, one in a million, two weeks after that, and every week after that, her other albums. So her f music is finally going to be streaming. Which is amazing. Amazing. Because I went to my, I got in the mood the other day. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want to get some wanna get some Aaliyah. I looked on all my streaming platforms. I couldn't find an Aaliyah song. I was Can just I? like, yo, it was crazy. There are people that obviously go through music and stuff that have never, well, people have never heard Aaliyah. Yo, that's crazy. Crazy. But no, what sucked is that I have the whole, basically her whole catalog. 
But at that moment, I've never gone on when I'm in my car and I want to hear something. I basically find anything I want to find. Yeah. Unless it's something obscure that I know doesn't exist because, you know, coming up through this industry, a lot of songs that I have on vinyl never came out or right, they were right. never, you know, that's something different. But, like, to type in a Lee on all my streaming platforms and not hear anything. It's crazy. I was like, what the fuck? So I actually went home and Googled why, and that came up. And yeah. then to hear this the other day is amazing. So I'm so excited for Ali to bring and, back yeah, out. And, man. and another person that's, well, another group that's going streaming later this year is De La Soul, which... They oh yeah, they got they got their masters back from. So they're uh, gonna be able to stream as well. So I saw the them. tweet. They said this was all planned. We we're just making it suspenseful <laughs> for twenty years. Yeah. yeah. Do you know a quick story on the De La Soul thing? I remember a few years ago, the same thing happened with De La Soul that kind of happened with Ruckus Records. Yeah. Pharaoh Manch's album got fucked. It almost. I think it might have collapsed Ruckus Records because they never cleared Pharaoh Manch's samples. And I don't know, I think the whole story is that Tommy Boy never cleared any De La Soul samples. So you couldn't go and buy their music on iTunes back like right. 10 years ago. So De La Soul, actually, I have the catalog because they actually gave it away. Wow. With all the inserts to the albums, everything. Really? So I downloaded it, of course, because, you know, De La Soul is the shit. And yeah. That was pretty amazing to that understand is, that, uh, too. So shout out to De La Soul. Congrats on getting your yeah, master's back. Yeah, man. That was awesome. Yeah, that's the positive news. It sure is. Oh, yeah. Another oh, great yeah. show. Another great show. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, as always, weekly. Yeah, we uh, really appreciate y'all, man, for real. We wouldn't still be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. Because uh, at this point... <laughs> we are we are inspired by you guys now. Is absolutely, what I'm saying. So, absolutely. so keep sending those questions. So if nobody was yeah. listening, I probably wouldn't still be doing this. Shit. <laughs> probably so not. Yeah. Obviously, thank you guys so much for keeping us here. So, so and you can find Jason at Jason Smith Music on Instagram. You can find me at Jeff London underscore. You can find us at I'm the promoter. He's he, the DJ. DJ. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you. you guys so much, yo. See y'all next week, man. Peace. Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith.